Yeah, well, welcome everyone. Uh, if anyone has a question, now's a good time to ask it. And then uh, what happened to Richard? We lost Richard H. Uh, maybe he's eating or something. He just turned his video off. Trying to get rid of the body yeah, that we pointed out to him. All right, well, if this, anyone have any questions or share before we go? What, what is the sound of one hand clapping? Sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> we the it. author's demonstrating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're desperate for questions. <laughs> Got the, that's the sound. What's the sound of one hand slapping? Is uh, a bitch slap. All right, good answer. I like it. <laughs> we, we forgot the clapping. We just used slapping. <laughs> Good idea, Zen bitch clap. Something boring. <laughs> that was all, you know, the Zen bitch slap came about. Yeah, tell us. Through necessity, really. So when we were speaking early on uh, with people in recovery, uh, let's say the, the forest was dense, you know, you'd have to sort of have like a big chainsaw sometimes to get through. So we would, uh, a term out, you know, in the streets, a, a bitch slap is, no, is known. So we just combined the bitch slap with Zen to sort of uh, imply a sudden whack. Yes, not expected. So it wasn't probably a good career choice, but uh, because it came out of that furnace of creativity. I didn't want to touch it, yeah? So we, we just used the words and bitch slap. Because usually when someone gets bitch slap, you don't know what's going to happen, yes? Yeah, it surprises you. And uh, I feel in most cases, uh, let's say the aha, happens and then there's a surprise. The reaction to it is a, is a surprise from the system, yes? Because if something got through without the system defending it, so it sort of got whacked, yeah? Yes, see when, when you're talking slowly and taking a lot of deep breaths and taking a break and let's gather our forces together, the head has a field day with that, yes? you need to sort of overwhelm it so that it's, it's, a, its ability to deflect gets overwhelmed and something gets through, yeah? Yes? That's why the way the talks have gone went that way. And this is all just reverse engineering. I didn't have any idea. It just seemed the taking a long breath and going into silence and stuff, just was allowing the head to regroup, yeah? So by going on and on and on, and when someone says, hey, hey honey, can you, uh, yeah, close the door thing, yeah. So when, uh, when the system can obviously be the catcher of the message, it neuters the message, yes? So there's a feeling that you know something that you never knew. And basically, uh, 
the approach to this message for me, there's no approach really. So it's just being. And so what the approach is, is the negation of all approaches in a way. So the knowing it or trying to get it or understanding it or all that stuff, you lose interest in. Yeah, it's not something you set out to do. It's your, you observe that effect. Yeah, so you observe that there's been a lot of loss of interest in things that seem to have been important at one stage. Yeah, and uh, you don't get uh, in that topic where there's a loss of interest, it doesn't seem to gain interest in it. Yeah, it just stays as a loss of interest, at least in this case. And I really find that the, the real, uh, that's a sign of something actually working is when there's a loss of interest in the topic of let's say non-duality or spirituality. When you lose interest in all that, I feel that's a really good sign in a sense. And that interest that's lost in those ideas and those processes and stuff now enriches your day yeah so you're really uh when you're feeling it's just like the example of uh you know there was a there was a a time where there was a lot of books based on how to get into the moment yeah so they were promising how you could get into the moment or how you could stay longer than you thought you could stay in the moment and all this stuff and then usually it was followed up that, you know, how can you really, how can you really get into the moment? And it would be this whole idea predicated on this, this assumption that you can be out of a moment, which is a complete, is a very strong assumption the head relies on, yes, for its relevance, really. Because now it's gonna have some say in you getting into the moment. So it's gonna be the guide to get into the moment and how it sets its own employment up, it's, it's, the, it's the one that says you're out of the moment. And so if you buy that you're out of the moment, you sign up for the same guide that told you you're out of the moment to get you into the moment, yeah? So when that happened, when I realized uh, I've never been out of a moment, obviously any interest or or desire to get into the moment was diminished, obviously. <laughs> you know what I mean? That tributary dried up and that water went somewhere else. It, 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 it fed some other kind of flowers, not the conceptual flowers that the water was being used to fill, I mean, to grow, but something else, an enriching of something. And a lot of those, uh, ideas of going in something are completely based that you can be out of something. And when you realize you can't be out of something, the desire to be in it goes, yes? And so this in is before the idea of in and out, yeah? Yeah, so uh, it's not based on I was out and now I'm in only, which is only gonna lead you to be out again. Yes, because you can't get off of the dualistic seesaw. Once you run up to that, to the in, 
then the out goes. So then you run out to the out and the in goes. Yes, you're the, you're the whole seesaw. It's this mental duality. So, and there's an axis there that's the things that's different. And maybe if it, if it gives any uh, meaning to duality is that it's in it, but it's not of it. It believes it's a singularity, yeah, Paul, yes? It doesn't know it's an emblem on, you know, like a, the emblems of a car, yeah? With all these moving parts, but you, call, you don't call and describe all the moving parts, you just call it a Ford or a car, yeah? So that Ford, that single long-lasting independent separate entity is in this uh, experiential low and high tide of duality, but it doesn't feel that it's duality. Yeah, it thinks it's in something. Just like when people read or hear a description of dreaming, their feeling is that they're in a dream, that there's something that's in something, yeah? So I wanna, obviously, if I'm a something that's in the something of dreaming, then it sets up the desire and, the, and, and built with some logic that I can get out of the dream, yeah? But see, in this invitation, you are the dreaming, yeah? You are the dreaming. You're not a thing that's in a dream that would be a thing out of the dream. The only place the thing is a thing is in the dreaming. There's no thing that's going to transcend the dreaming as a thing. <laughs> it's just, it's a product of the dreaming. Yeah, if it ever got to the borderline, it would disappear. Yeah, if it crossed the border of dreaming into whatever you want to call it, reality, it would disappear. So you're, see, and it knows this. So your drive, this drive that the head says, it has a huge drive to find reality. It's a huge cognitive dissonance because it knows that it's, if it finds reality, it's a Ghana. <laughs> So it has no desire to go there because it's not there. It's not interested in going anywhere unless it could be there, yeah? So when you're listening to this thing that you have this longing for the truth, there's so much tugging the other way, you know? You know? So this is, it's the loss of interest in all this that brings about uh, the obvious state because now, you're present and you're available, yeah? You're not trying to become available in a future moment. You're present and available, not through any Herculean task or going through the seven, you know, challenges of Hercules, no. Just as the fact that's already said, yeah? Is that, so I, the idea of uh, getting into the moment was never accomplished, it was the recognition you can't be out of a moment, yes. So if you can't be out of a moment, being in the moment, you're not sweating. If there's no thought or effort or work to stay in the moment, <laughs> as if you, you bucked a huge raging river and swam over to the moment, only to feel you're gonna get dragged back into the river of, not being in the moment. No, none of that happens. You're just, you're in the moment because you, there's a realization you can't be out of a moment. 
Yeah. So I feel most of the realizations that come through non-duality are of that quality. It's not that you get into anything, you realize you can't be out of anything. Yeah, it's completely different, really. Because usually when there's the desire to get into something, there's a meaning being given to the out that it's a real condition, yes? So the out becomes more real really than the in because what's motivating you to desire to get in is the out. When that seemed to not to be true, you have no desire to get in anymore. You don't. <laughs> you don't there's no desire to get in. It's just, it's like the great wisdom of no escape. The great wisdom of no escape in the way we're looking at it is, you know, you can't escape from an imaginary place, yeah? Yeah, and as an imaginary thing. So there you go. Don't you feel this finally hits you? And then it's it, something comes to an end and yet there's always something that is, but th that little mental tributary dries up. Yeah, and that water of attention and interest has to go somewhere. So it gets pulled back, let's say, and now that undirected interest and attention is presence, that's how, that's the sense of it, yeah? So instead of all the interest and attention wanting to become present or whatever, all the loss of interest and all that, then the interest and attention is really presence. Non-directed interest and attention is presence in a sense, yeah? Yeah. So the point isn't to, is to get into anything. The point is to realize you're not out of anything. Yeah, so there you go simple and then these bowling pins fall the same way they always fall fall through a negation so to speak that which you think needs to be affirmed is the affirmation there's no need to affirm it it's like when i ran into ramesh balsakar a long time ago you know i had read a book of his called who cares yeah liked it it was it was describing a different movement of mind than i'd ever been familiar with yeah most movement in the head was was sort of directed by a mental logic yes and non-duality was going against that logic it was quite cool and so i went to i was so moved by that book i went to india by myself flew into Bombay and then I thought, well, I'm there, I'm gonna go down because I read Ramana, I'm gonna go down where Ramana lived and see that place, you know, made total sense to me. So I spent some time in Bombay and when you were gonna go to satsang at Ramesh's place, people would meet down below on the street and there would be a guy, uh, Murti, this Indian guy, and he'd ask everyone, is this your first time here? And I would he'd say, yes, if you did. And because he wanted you to sit in a certain chair because Ramesh was tired of talking to all the people. He only wanted, he only got it, it like uh, motivated if there was a new person. <laughs> he did. So you were gonna be like the sacrificial lamb. So I went up there and I sat in the chair and then he came out. And the first thing he did with everybody, when you were this new, he said, hey, do you have a place to stay? He would 
make sure your 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 material needs were met. Yeah, because he realized if you need a fucking place to stay, you're not gonna. It's, it's just pointless, you know. It's sort of like the level of if the house is on fire and you're getting burned, it's pointless to talk about there is no house and there is no fire. You need to inform the person there's a pail of water there. <laughs> yes, that's the, that's the message at the moment. So he went through this thing. So then he finally, and so I didn't, I forgot all about this, but someone sent me a video of this, this meeting when, when I spoke with him. And, uh, and this person knows I don't watch videos. So he said, no, you've got to watch this video. So I watched it. And then when I heard the voice, I said, oh, that was my voice. And I remember the day. So he made it, and this isn't true. He was just using something to get something across, yeah? This isn't like a non-duality doesn't have a Bible, yes? It doesn't have a book that that's the wording and that's the only way you take it, yes? And and God damn you if you take it, and you know, it's just, it cannot be accompanied by any I or you or any pronouns, it's gotta be what? No, so he says, listen, Let's talk about presence. Let's talk about it as the impersonal presence and the personal presence. Yeah, all right. So you and I would rep represent the personal presence in this thing. And he says, listen, do you have a place to live, Paul? And I go, yeah, you know, back home in America. Says, okay, well, when you go to work, do you have to keep remembering you have a place to live while you're working? I said, no. And then I'll add a couple of things. Let's say there's overtime. There's overtime. If there's enough time that you're away from home, are you gonna forget you have a house? No, yeah, probably not, yeah, yes. So he says, you got the, so the home is like the impersonal presence and then you're at work is the personal presence. So if you keep trying to remember as the personal presence, the impersonal presence, there's no forgetting the impersonal presence because you are the impersonal presence appearing as the personal presence. So something that could be forgotten needs to be remembered, but it's, you can't, you don't forget. You, I'm not, you're not forgetting you have a place to go home and work. No matter how much work you're doing, it doesn't make you forget you have a house, yes, or a place to sleep, yeah? Could you imagine I got so absorbed in my work, I drove, I got lost driving home, very rarely, yes. So it was very clear, very clear. So this idea, see, we believe that we're something different, even if we say we're the same thing. So there's presence and we're feeling we're like a personal presence or there's subjectivity, but we think we're the subject, yes? And so, as the subject, we're trying to remember subjectivity while we are subjectivity. You see the point? Every movement is based on an idea, see? And that idea that it's based on can be moved. You can see that move. You can see that be forgotten, yes? Yeah. So, what, how it's used to motivate or to point that or to drive a desire by recognizing it's not true, the seeking just flattens out, yeah? 
Yeah. So it's like seek no more, not through an effort, but through recognition. Recognition that you're not going to get it as what you're not. Now that can be a drag if you hear it as what you're not, but it's hallelujah if you hear it. Yeah. If you hear it, it puts to rest so much shit. Yes. Really. And then all the judgments of your velocity and how you're progressing to the truth or whatever, it doesn't, you know, there's just the loss of interest and all that. Yeah. And uh, to me, that's the great relief. The relief is from the need to be have relief, you know. The great liberation is from the need to be liberated. Yeah, all that stuff, lose, you lose interest in it. And then here you are, as, if, as, as you've always been, yeah, yeah. So you never know what it's like until, it, until you see it, you know, like through reverse engineering in this way. You have no idea. If you're thinking you know you perfectly, you could not build you and you can't unbuild you, yeah? You can see it get unbuilt, and then there's a lot of recognition that you had no idea as the thing that was gonna get unbuilt, what it, what, how it could be built and unbuilt. <laughs> Just the last thing this thing wants to know, yeah? So you get unbuilt, and there's a lot that, that's seen, you know? And then you're just here, Italy or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, anyone else have a question or anything? Thanks, Paul H. Yeah. I'm changing my name while I'm, I'm in Italy. It's Paul Hedermano is my name here. Pool. My Amelia's sister-in-law calls Paul Pool. So it's, it's not P-A-U-L, it's P-U-A-L. So it's Pool and I figured just cut out the man of Hederman and put Hedermano. I'm Italian, not hard, eh? yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to see Melissa here. Very good. Melissa's uh, the third eye may not be an eye. You know what I mean? The third eye is the policeman thief and then the third appearance. We may have jumped to the wrong conclusion. The third eye is <laughs> I watched your answer quite a few times in the week. It was brilliant. Thank you. Oh, great, great. Yes, yeah, yeah, so. really helped. Oh, good, good. Yeah, because I know people who are really, they've done a whole, whole lot more than I have. Much more interested, much more devoted, much more keen, but they're driven crazy. Yeah. And it would look like they would be they having they would be doing better without anything. Their resume is actually choking them. It's way too much knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I figure a lot of that knowledge has been obviously claimed and it created like uh, instead of a policeman, like a master sergeant or something. 
Yeah. I think so. That's what happened. <laughs> so they're not happy. They're not. They're not, yeah, they're just very heavy, yeah. And I think, and remember some of those people that maybe have inspired us, it was the, uh, what was the, what was the thing that St. Teresa went through that night? What was that, the long night or something? Dark night of the soul. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's one, it was, it was singular, a night. <laughs> Not 800 nights. Yes, it was like one tough night or whatever it was. It wasn't like get ready for 300 hours, you know, 800 days of nights. No. Yeah. <laughs> the head got carried away. <laughs> you know how the Course of Miracles tries to express that this thing isn't based on sacrifice or martyrdom. It's sort of not like that, yeah? There's no uh, requirements necessary. You may have to go through requirements, but none of them are inherently necessary, yes? Like we say in AA, you have to be willing to go to any lengths. Any lengths means no length also. It doesn't mean well, it's going to be 30 miles. Any length could be no length. And I've experienced a lot in recovery that I, was, uh, I wasn't called to go to any length at all. <laughs> Just the willingness was the key. Mm -hmm. Willing to go to any length, but it didn't turn into going to uh, extensive long lengths. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, the head knows... The head meat reads shit in, in a way, yes. Yeah. And uh, it likes to lay a lot of heaviness on things. So you see it at meetings like this, you know, awakening has really uh, bummed out a lot of people, the word, yeah. And enlightenment, which one of the definitions is cessation of all suffering, has been used to suffer in spiritual communities, yeah? the word enlightenment, yet it means a cessation of all suffering, but how the head uses the word enlightenment is to pr provoke suffering. That's, an, you know, what more do you need? What, how many examples do you need of its direction? I mean, yeah. I know a lot of people would have been better off if they never heard the term awakening. They would probably, they would, would have found an okayness in their day-to-day -day living, but now they have another, geez, I need to awaken. I mean, geez, I'm not awake. Or the worst is I was awake, but I did something to blow it. That's a real bad one. <laughs> that one is really crazy. Yeah, I was awake once, but now I'm not awake. What? <laughs> That's a hell in itself. <laughs> it was very simple. If you believe you can achieve something, you believe you can lose it. That ain't this message, yeah. This message isn't achieving anything and therefore there's no losing of anything, yeah? Except interest, <laughs> really. That's a lot of the loss, so. Anyone else? I've seen some new people come. This Chris G, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I thought of that too. 
we got Wayne. Wayne, like I told him the first time I saw him, if I was going to try to get a job as a spiritual teacher, I would try to look like Wayne there. Yeah, with the, the long gray hair and shit. He could have fooled me, Wayne. <laughs> it's too late now. All right, anyone? Hey, Stefan, on having never left. <clears throat> um, just to let you know, I looked up the dark night of the soul, and the first thing that comes up is attributed to Mother Teresa, who I guess expressed it as having 50 years of it. But the original is uh, a poem, a, a title given to a poem by St. John of the Cross, which is only like five, five lines. <laughs> and there you go. Short I'm, with, poem. I'm in St. John's camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like that. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the things that, you know, you that get brought up that are funny, you know, that like disappearing, you know, that's going to disappear. Like, that gives me the image of like from sci-fi when something, somebody starts to stick their hand into the, where reality starts and then the, you know, it starts to disappear and you pull it back. That's, so that's, I, that's I, had to look, I had to look up Dark Night of the Soul and that fits into that category about finding out that what, you know, mother, where Mother Teresa took it versus where it, where it started. Well, remember the old joke we told a lot, the, uh, about the monk and the new abbot coming to the monastery. And the monk, uh, the abbot calls him over to this, his room and says, I want you to do a translation of all the scriptures. And the guy, the monk says, well, we just did this a couple months ago. And he says, no, I want you to do it again. So the, the monk gets a little bit of resentment, but goes down into the cellar and he's going over everything. And then he realizes, wow, he sees a mistake. And he runs up and knocks on the... Uh, Abbot's door wakes him up and it says the word was celebrate. <laughs> Not celebrate. That, that just strikes me. It's like like spirituality is actually a really long, bad time of, of you know, telephone, but you, you play like you just whisper something, and by the time it gets around, it's like a really long and it's in time. It's a, a really long telephone game. <laughs> yeah. I would I would just keep it very clear. If I uh, if I ever gave anyone that book, the Dark Night of the Soul, I'd I'd, I'd put a circle around the singular night. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's what it was, that was a. I'm not, bring that up for now. not the dark nights of the soul, the dark night. Yes. dark night of the soul without knowing it yeah we keep redoing it over and over again <laughs> there's, there's actually a good reference to that in the course of miracles where the you know supposedly jesus says hey you know I, or it might not be a the course of miracles but hey you know i got crucified and i you know, had a bad week <laughs> but you are doing like what you're saying you're you're doing yeah yes yeah, yeah. You're not. You like. You make the same uh, breakfast, and then you forgot that you made it. So you make it again the next day, and the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyone else today? No other hands showing. 
We're getting hot now. Oh yeah, is the weather good? Weather is beautiful. Yeah, it's been it's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm only bringing like three Zen bitch slap shirts and a couple tank tops. So I got some more Zen bitch slap shirts. I'm bringing. Oh, so I, I don't amazing. The truck, so yeah, the truck. So you got to get one of those. Yeah. So my my spam likely is called Terry. <laughs> um, well, does anyone else have a question or anything? You get the flavor of it, yes? Yeah, like a Melissa had enough, David B had enough, you know? So it's after, you know, what happens when something doesn't work, usually somewhere along the line, you get blamed, yes? We never really take an honest assessment of what's being presented, you know? And really, uh, we disguise the failure of a system by feeling the self-failure, which is of the system, yeah? So we keep blaming us for not staying long enough with the guru or kissing his feet or her feet or meditating longer. But in fact, uh, you can't arrive at where you already are. It's impossible, yeah? It's just the way. So this is what's so beautiful when things fail, it's great. Because maybe you'll stop picking, you know. There is a point, like we emphasize it in recovery, of being convinced, yes, where there's a believing with certainty. So when I heard satsang, a lot of things uh, became convincing, like that I'm never going to get it, that it's not an experience. Yeah, because it would mean there is something other than it to experience it, which isn't the case. And so basically, there was a lot of being convinced. And, uh, you know, the tide turned, basically. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It's all it needs is 50, but 50.01 percent. It just has to change the balance. Yeah, where silence is more what you're listening to and the head is what's being heard, yes? The head's playing all day is heard, but what you're listening to is silence in a sense, yeah? And that brings the wisdom into the hearing of the, of the insanity, truly. And what happens is that silence brings you to an end a lot of stuff you're convinced that hey you can't get into a moment because you've never been out of a moment you're convinced that you're never gonna get it because you are it you're convinced that yeah yeah on and on and on yeah this and it doesn't it's just a, a knocking down of a few things and then the momentum changes not everything has to be knocked down who knows how much or how little but there'll be a change in direction in a way or a movement or momentum. And that momentum generates itself, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So you're here, <laughs> you can't be more here, you just hear more. So <laughs> that's all, you can't, it's just, 
on and on with the flavor of time. It's just like you never get gypped. You're here every second, awake, asleep, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, if you don't have much questioning, I'm going to uh, say goodbye. Yeah, we'll chill out, I guess. But this will work. We will probably do this now. Yes, we can do this every Saturday, Mike. Okay, except the 17th still, or do you think you can do well, that? Well, maybe we can do it at the uh, retreat. No, we won't do it on the retreat. My, my higher power just gave me a no there. So, Amelia, so we won't do any. But she said you have a we won't do it on the 17th Saturday. But what did Amelia say, that you have a talk? No, we're just maybe doing something else that night. You know? oh. So, yeah, so just make sure, yeah, so we won't, but then only next week we won't have it, and then the next two weeks we will, yeah? Okay. Something like that. All right, well, let me, uh, let me say goodbye to everyone. Mike, I'll be seeing you shortly, yes? Wednesday. Yeah. I'll have some, I'll have a wardrobe ready for you. Thank you. You just have to trust me. Whatever color I get you, whatever you have, just trust. Melissa, a pleasure to meet you again. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We got John C. Nice to see you, John. Thanks, John. Mike. Welcome to, welcome to uh, Europe, guys. Yes, great, yes. It's nice to be here. Amelia's family is very nice. Yeah. They all talk Italian, which I don't understand. So, yeah. Amelia, every once in a while, keys me in, but mostly keeps me in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Walter, nice to see you, Walter. Paul H. Yeah. Nice to see you, Paul. Thanks for coming. Uh, Wayne, always a pleasure to see Wayne there. David B, not in jail, not in the hospital. It's a good day. Yes. Cheers. Rich, Rich H, you can get rid of the body now, Rich. I gave you okay. some time. <laughs> you got swimming yet? Hmm? Have you gone swimming yet? Yes, I've been swimming a lot already. Yeah. Okay. We just walked no. down the it's the Adriatic. The Adriatic is like a lake, pretty much. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, very beautiful. And so we just walk down there and go swimming. Yep. We got Chris C. Chris is not at his usual door. He's come out in the open. Nice to see you, Chris. Stefan, as always. Mark. Thanks, Mark. Bring this guy here so you can start over for him if you want. Uh, nice to see you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of try to make, to make it an early night. I appreciated your last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be here again and again and again, probably. I'll be here next time. All right. Great. Great to see you, bro. Thank you. And uh, let's see anyone else here. Yes. Oh, we've got Amy from Seattle. Uh, we got a new, a new will be here soon, soon in India. In Italy. See <laughs> you soon, Paul. Looking forward to it. You had everyone coming to Italy and the retreat was in India. That would have been fun. <laughs> uh, 
That would be a bad. <laughs> nice to see you, Anu. We're going to be here. Don't worry. We're going to be there Wednesday in the when the late afternoon. Around four or five. We'll be around there four or five on Wednesday. So, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, everyone else. I think that's it. Thanks, guys, for coming and uh, yeah. Remember. Don't take yourself so so seriously. It's good news. Yeah, but see you, Mike. I'll see you. Thank you, everyone. Pleasure. Ciao. Uh, we'll see you yeah, soon. Bye bye.